Hey man, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of your hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Bonjour. French. I know that one because I got, took that in high school. You were confident with that. Yes. I, that, <laughs> it's, it's one of like a handful of times that it's actually come through handy that I took French and not Spanish in high school. Did you use it for Amanda at some point in I time? did not. To get fancy? Okay. No, no. See, I was in high school in Dallas, Texas, oh. right? And uh, all my friends were taking Spanish. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to take Spanish because when am I ever going to use Spanish, right? right. Spanish isn't going to be a useful language in the future. And uh, so I took French. French. And yeah, I've used it like twice. So <laughs> the number of times, though, that I wish I knew Spanish, yeah, yeah that's a lot more yeah, for sure. Lot. I'm with you. For sure. So there you go. Bonjour, everybody out there. Um, you can now go to France and say hello. And that's and, it. Uh, and that's it. Hey, we're back and uh, talking about pursuing our kids. Last episode was kind of that off the cuff, like, hey, we're, we're going to just talk about what's going on at home with us. And this episode is probably still an extension of that because Kellen and I both have little kids at home and... Uh, my oldest is 11, and uh, Kellen, your oldest, Bryce, is five. Ne- next month. Next I month. Think about that. Yeah, June 8th. June 8th. June's a good birthday month. I'm just throwing that out there. I, I, I wonder why. Yeah, June 25th <laughs> especially. But June 8th is a great day too. Um, yeah, so Bryce will be five. So yeah. uh, Josh, my oldest, is, is 11, and I've got my twins, uh, so five kids from 11 all the way down to they're going to turn three in like two weeks, May 26th. Nice. So. Um, we run the, the spectrum there, the gamut, uh, you know, Kellen's got five down to four months, three months, three months, three months old. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of our, our range here. And we're, we want to talk to you just kind of about what it looks like for us to pursue our kids and why we feel like it's important even at a young age to be intentional about that. Uh, some of the things though, that, that have been going on that we like to do with our kids and and just have fun with them. Kellen, what, what are some of the things that your kids just love to do with you when you get home? The trampoline. That is, as soon as I get through the door, it's like, can we jump on a trampoline? And I mean... Is this a full-size trampoline? It could be bigger. Like, when we bought it originally, I didn't foresee myself getting out there. So I'm like, I don't need this huge trampoline. But as much as I'm out there now, we could be, it could be bigger. Like, yeah. it's to the point there was, a, like, a basketball underneath. And my jump on my sort of descend, by the time I got all the way down, like I was hitting something. I'm like, what is this? And I look down and it's like, it's going all the way down. So at some point in time, I'm going to jump and I'm going to go straight through the trampoline. Yeah, I know it's going to happen. That thing's going to uh, break. But yeah, that's that's what they love to do. And that is that brings them ultimate joy, just having me jump on the trampoline. If I tell them to go do it by themselves, they're like, eh, what? I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's there. I'll do it for a few minutes. But if I go out there with them, Oh man! I mean, yeah. we're, they're screaming at the top of their lungs, and they're just so excited. And if you ask them, like, what was the best part of the day? They're like, "Dad, jumping on the trampoline." Yeah. And yeah, it's like, okay. Um, I, to me, it didn't seem that big of a deal, but to them, it's it's the greatest huge, thing. Huge, yeah, huge. Yeah. And those are memories that they're going to hold on to. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah. And, and they're not going to remember going out and just jumping together on the trampoline, but they're going to remember Dad used to come out and jump on the trampoline. Yeah. Until and, he uh, broke it. Until he broke it. Yeah, yeah. that day, and uh, <laughs> it was never the same. Yeah, so we we the other day we're we're sitting at home and my my oldest comes down the stairs and he's like I've got this game I've got this game that I invented that I want to I want our family to play and I'm like okay <laughs> and uh, my son's a big Star Wars fan like huge into Star Wars right now and he had set up his Legos and he had uh, half the room was the the bad guy ships with all the bad guy characters and the other half of the room was the good guy ships with all the good guy characters and this game was we split up teams and. 
you chose one of the characters and he had trivia questions written for all of the different characters that we had to answer. And we got points for answering these questions. He right? wrote his own questions? He wrote his own questions. Sweet. And uh, some of them were like, which is my favorite character in this movie? And I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, how am I supposed to know right. that, right? But he had this whole ornate thing. I was proud of him. He did a great job with it. But, it, it, you know, it, we just spent an hour and a half playing this game with him. And for him, it was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Like, this is so awesome. Mom and dad are up here. They're playing. If we had said, well, why don't you just play with your siblings? Why don't you just play with them? Because mom and dad are busy right now. Yeah. Then, you know, he would have been like, I don't want, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know? In fact, we even had to, to postpone it because we had something going on in the, the night that he originally wanted to play. Because if your kids are like my kids, they have no concept of an agenda or a calendar. No. So as soon as he made up this game, he came down that night now. and was like, let's go play right now. And we're like, well, we can't. We've got a meeting here. We've got this going on. And he was crushed yeah. by that. And so why? Because he wanted mom and dad to be involved with that. Yep. You know, he wanted us to come play and be with him. Um, another thing my kids love to do, Kellen, your kids probably do as well, is just get on the floor and wrestle with them. Mm -hmm. My twins love that. Yeah. And they love to, uh, to get on top and right where my kidney is, just jump oh. on, on me. It and, uh, yeah. Yeah. My, my daughter does it and like, she'll be playing and then yeah, she just jumps up and like tucks her knees in and just lands yes, on my back. Yes. What is I'm with like, the knees? Yeah. I'm like, why would you do that? Uh, it, it hurts, and she's, like, laughing. But the thing I have to watch out for now is we have a, a three-month-old, and they don't have the concept of, like, don't he's break off limits. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I do all this stuff with them, and then next thing you know, I see them kind of creeping up on Tristan, my three-month-old, and it's like, how can I put him sort of in, like, a leg lock like right. that? It just did me. I want to see I want to see if it works on him. And I'm like, get away from the baby. Right. And they're like, oh, okay, I can't. I can't right. do that to the baby. So that's we have to be careful of that. So uh, I have to monitor it a little bit more than than you probably. And there's there's different philosophies with wrestling your kids about whether or not you ever let them pin you. Do you ever let your kids win? No. No, yeah. of course not. I, I'll, I'll let them feel like, I was like, oh, I got something, and I'll just explode out of it and right. make them realize, like, okay, that didn't work. Right, right. And I, I, with I've got five at home. Kellen, you will eventually. Um, <laughs> or six. Oh, six. And, uh, or you'll just go Duggar style and just blow up. Nah. But, uh, you know, it, it may be, I've got four boys at home. It, it may be that, that the day comes when the four boys can come at me and pin me. And, and, uh, but I'm not letting that happen back. yet. You no, it's, it's, they need to know their place, right? But what's that? As soon as I take off my glasses, my kids go, wrestle time, <laughs> right? Like they know that's the, that's the signal. Dad took off his glasses. So then I get on the floor with them, and they, they just pile on, and we have a great time. And, and it's just fun time that you spend, again, making memories with your kids. Yeah. And speaking of that, Kellen, what about when you were growing up, your relationship with your dad? What was that like? What do you remember from the, the time that your dad spent pursuing you? Yeah, we, we played sports a lot. So my dad was um, big into sports in general, and I grew up playing basketball and football. Uh, but basketball was the sport that we both had in common. Um, you know, being in Texas, he grew up in Texas too, but being in Texas for me, it, I just didn't have a choice. Football was there, and I love football. Uh, but basketball was that one sport that him and I, we'd go out into the driveway and we'd just play for hours, right? And he would, um, there finally came that point when I was in high school. He actually didn't let me beat him because um, when he saw I was starting to get good enough to beat him and he was getting, you know, old enough to where he couldn't keep up, I'd be like, let's play one on one. He's like, nah, not no, let's let's not. play horse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the thing. That was that was what he would do. Let's play something that I could uh, still win at. And so I don't I don't even know if I ne ever got to the point of beating him, but it, it was just I remember those times of 
you know, when he would get home from work, uh, like he'd take take his work clothes off and he'd put his shorts and shoes on and we'd just go outside and start shooting. And he would he would teach me things. And uh, those were the memories that I, I remember the most. And, you know, they weren't always fun because I think even it even flipped because sometimes I didn't want to go outside and play. And he's like, hey, let's go outside. And I'm like, really? Can I just sit here and watch TV or can I just do something? But I remember just the amount of time that he invested in, you know, just the discipline that I learned from it. It's like, you yeah. got to work hard. It just, it doesn't come easy. There's a lot of people out there that want a scholarship. You got to work hard at it. So I learned that. I learned just how much you have to put effort in and practice into something you want to be good at. You don't just sign up for something and say, hey, I'm just going to give it, you know, this half halfway effort and think I'll be okay. It's like, if you're going to commit to something, be good at it and practice at it and, and work hard at it. And then just, again, the, the discipline behind, it's not a one-time thing, continue to do it. And that's still instilled with me today. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about that and it, it's helped me through my career yeah I you know when I was 10 years old shooting shots in the driveway I wasn't thinking about hey when I you know get in my 30s then I'll be able to do this and it'll help me with my career but but it did and it was it started then uh, and I don't know if he knew that but you know those are the mo- the memories that I have and those are the moments that have helped me throughout my career yeah yeah I, similarly for me it was is my dad in baseball I mean we would go in the backyard and, and he would throw me ground balls and pop flies and line drives and we had this like scenario game going on where I'd have to think about where the runners were and same thing he was just drilling down that 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 discipline in me as well another thing though that, that my dad would do with me and and this was just sacrificial love because the he would he would jump on and play Tiger Woods golf on on the PlayStation with me right when I was growing <laughs> up and uh, he just w- would not necessarily get it right, right. like <laughs> the, which buttons do I, where, what, right. what am I doing and, and how am I supposed to do this and uh you know but he would do it why because he wanted to spend time with me yeah and uh, and man I valued that we played golf together he taught me that you know just riding around in a golf cart that the conversations that you have um, while you're out there and just playing and, and watching and learning uh, from your dad. And, and I know for me, you know, just looking up to my dad, he was the, the first person in my life that got me thinking about ministry because my dad was a, a youth pastor when right. I was born. And, and when I was in my early stages of, of growing up, I remember looking at him and, and my concept of youth ministry at the time was show up at church and play football with the kids in the parking lot. So Sweet. I was like, dude, you get paid to do that. Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> um, I've learned since then. It's not that, but my dad, uh, my dad invested in me. Your dad invested in you, and that's so important. And, and men, we need to be intentional about pursuing our kids. Yeah. And, and even if you've got little ones at home like we do, or you know, like my son Josh is 11, or you've got high school kids at home, uh, college students, uh, y- you need to be intentional about pursuing them. And, and there's an article on a, a site called The Art of Manliness, which, by the way, if you don't follow The Art of Manliness online, you can... Uh, Go on there and find out all kinds of different things. I think we've referenced that that blog before on this podcast, but yeah. you can find out like how to kill a grizzly bear <clears> with a pocket knife. And I thought know. you were going to say you're not a man. I'm like, oh, don't be, don't don't go there. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, but it is helpful. But uh, it's a site that uh, that is is helpful. But it's it's at the same time it's not necessarily concerned about the spiritual things. Right. But I came across this article called "24 Better Questions to Ask Kids About Their Day." 24 better questions to ask kids about the day. We're not going to go through all 24, but just wanted to highlight some of these. And like I said, this is not a a site that's concerned about the spiritual side of things. And so we want to talk about how we can take some of these questions and spin them towards uh, talking about things that are spiritual with our kids, because Mm -hmm. that's the investment, men, that you need to be making most in the lives of your kids right now, is pursuing them spiritually. Um, if you are pursuing them with with a skill in sports, great. If you're teaching them how to fix things, great. If you're teaching them how to 
Um, you know, if you're reading books with them or challenging them on that front, great. That's all good. But you, the most important thing that you need to do is, is pursue them spiritually. And so often our pursuit of our kids when we get home after the day is, hey, did you have a good day today? And the answer to that question is either yes, most of the time, or no, right? And it's even rare that we'll follow up with any questions beyond that. It's yeah. kind of like, okay, well, we, we ask them, and then we move on with our lives. <clears throat> so here's some questions that, uh, that this guy talked about. One of the keys, men, is asking open-ended questions. In other words, don't ask the yes or no question, because if you ask the yes or no question, your kid is going to stop there. They're not going to elaborate, especially the older they get. It seems like their vocabulary budget goes smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you've got young ones at home, you may ask them, hey, did you have a good day? And you may get you know, three volumes of, yeah, of good hours. Uh, you know, Shakespeare's Greatest Works in right. response to that. <laughs> but if you've got teenagers especially, they're going to be like, yeah, it was fine. And then they're gone, yeah. and that's it. So uh, let's talk about some of these these questions that uh, you can ask your kids. Kellen, do you have any that uh, that you want to hit on first? Yeah, one that jumps out is, was anyone kind to you today? And Or asking, how are you kind to others? Uh, and especially in, you know, my, my son is going into kindergarten now, so they're not in, he's not in school just yet, but when he goes to the playgrounds or parks, asking that question, because oftentimes I've heard, well, I met a cool, I met a nice friend and they did this and they did that. And, you know, they, they can talk about those kind gestures. And then sometimes there was like, well, I met this um, other kid at the park and they didn't want to play with me. And they, they said mean things. And where you can go with that conversation is, is understanding kindness and understanding the impact and the joy that they felt when somebody, you know, pushed them on a swing or somebody played hide and go seek with them and versus the sort of discouragement that they felt when the person that they wanted to play with invest time didn't play with them and turning that back to them and saying do you, do you see how that made you feel now you want to be able to give that feeling to others by being kind to them and that's why that's why we're kind we want people to um enjoy being around us, especially, right. and you, again, the spiritual aspect is enjoy being around us as believers, for people to see Christ, for people to see our Christ-likeness and um, understand that that's what, um, you know, Christianity is, is you know, is made up of, of us right. loving others and us being kind in our behavior. And so it all starts with asking those questions about just, right. was somebody kind to you today? And yeah, same thing, my son's about to turn five, and he'll give me every aspect of that person's life. And it's like, I just wanted to know. They were wearing that. a blue T-shirt, yeah. and they had Ninja Turtle shorts on, and yeah. they had these flip-flops on, and it was so cool, and his name was Frank. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, thanks. I probably will never meet Frank. But yeah. anyway, like that question, were they kind to you today? And really having them see the difference between somebody being kind and somebody being not kind and yeah. uh, letting that be a teachable moment for them. And if you've got young kids at home, men, who are not, Christians yet, not followers of Jesus. We're talking about building blocks here. Yep. These are things that you're investing in them so that, Lord willing, someday when they're saved, they've got a good foundation that you've been teaching them that they can build upon. Yep. You know, we don't want to hold these things out as legalistic standards or requirements, and we also don't want to make our unbelieving kids evangelists. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they, they need to come to faith in Christ before that anything sense, else. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is about investing in them, teaching them, yeah, like this issue of kindness. Well, a biblical principle is we should love others. Our love for God should overflow into a love for others. So we should be kind uh, with others. Paul says in Romans 12, as, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Right. Um, and that involves being kind to others. And so, yeah, that's a, a great question that this you know blog suggests that we can take and spin. Uh, another one, kind of building on that same concept, is talking to your kids about their friends. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, did you make any new friends today? And that's more of a question for a little kid than it is an older kid. 
you know, your, your high school senior is going to look at you kind of sideways and be like, are you, you kidding me, dad? <laughs> did I make any new friends today? But um, even asking your older kids, hey, who did you hang out with today? Who'd you eat lunch with today? And then finding out about those those friends that they have, yeah. you know, d- uh, great. If, if they're older kids, d- do they go to church anywhere? No. Have you invited them to church? You know, why, why wouldn't you invite them to church? Um, are they a, a Christian? You know, what, what did you talk about at the, at the lunch table today? If they're younger, you know, it's who did you play with at recess? Well, we played football at recess. Great. That's awesome. Who was there? You know, this guy and that guy and the other guy. Was it a good experience for you? You know, and, and was it was it fun? Did you, uh, did, was there any conflict that emerged out there? Get to know that the activities and the friends that your kids have, because, you know, choosing good friends is, is an important thing. And, and our kids, men need our help in that process. Uh, you need to help your kids be discerning in their relationships and their friendships. Another one that's in here is, uh, what was the hardest thing you did today? Favorite question. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite question right there. What was the hardest thing you did today? In the, yeah, I, I think this this sort of gets to what we really want to talk about with our kids. Like, what are they struggling with? What are they having a hard time? Is it with friends? Is it with school in general? Is it with, you know, a teacher? Is it, Whatever it is, we want to be able to open that door because they're not going to do it on the first first question that you ask. How was your day? They're not going to tell you. Well, my hardest day was, and that's at all ages. Um, I, I think even, even little kids, they, they don't want to talk about it because if it was hard for them, they don't want to bring it back up. They want to talk about the things that were fun and that they enjoyed the most. And for us as, as, as parents and as, as, as dads specifically, is we need to be able to create that open door for our kids to come to us with hard topics, yeah. come to us with you know hard situations that are happening in our lives because they're going to go to somebody. Mm-hmm. And if we haven't created that platform to where they're like, you know what, I'm going to go to dad because I know he's understanding. I know he's not going to just brush me off. I know he's not going to just, you know, say, well, that, that shouldn't be a problem or get over it or, you know, that's not that important. They're going to go to somebody else and they're going to get somebody else's advice and we, we just can't risk that. Right. And the other thing too, man, is you want your kids doing hard things. Absolutely. Like we don't want to raise another generation of just softies out there. Yep. We want them not afraid of hard work, not afraid of hard situations, not afraid of hard tests, not afraid of hard assignments. You yep. know, if, if your students come home, if your kids come home and they're like, I can't believe my teacher assigned this, this is impossible and it's unfair, right? Mm-hmm. Don't mollycoddle that. You know, you need to push back on that and be like, well, everybody got the same assignment. Let's take a look at it. Let's figure out what you need to do. And yeah, it may take you a while to do it, but you're going to do it because yeah. teaching our sons, especially and our daughters as well, to do hard things is uh, is an important part of life. I mean, this life is about discipline. This life is about being productive, and it's about doing everything that we do uh, as unto the Lord. It's about doing everything that we do in the name of Jesus Christ. It's about whether we eat or drink, doing everything for the glory of God, and that involves not shying away from the hard things in life. Yeah, um, you don't want your kids living in your basement when they're 27 years old, right? <laughs> you just don't. Part of preparing them to be successful and out of the home is challenging them to do the hard things uh, and making them do them and not, uh, not being soft on them. So, yeah, it's, it's two sides of that coin there. On the one hand, if, if they're in a, in a hard situation, an emotional situation, or something difficult happened to them, yeah, you want them to, to come to you and talk to them, yeah. talk to you about it. On the other hand, you also want them uh, taking those hard situations and the hard things that they have to do by the horns and saying, let's go, let's do this. That's right. a biblical concept to work hard. Yeah, yeah. One of the 
hardest things my dad said to me, well, for me, it was hard. I don't, I don't know if it was hard for him, but when I went off to college, um, I you know went to Long Island University, which is in Brooklyn, New York, coming from Texas, going to New York, big culture shock. Uh, when I got there, it was cool to talk about it before, like when I committed to go play basketball there, I'm like, I'm going to New York. I'm going to be living in Brooklyn. Like, How cool is that? Uh, until that moment where I lived in Brooklyn and my parents flew back home. And I'm like, hey, wh- wh- where are you going? Like, yeah. <laughs> why are y'all leaving me here by myself in New York? I'm just 18 or 17, whatever I was. But I, I remember after my first semester, it was rough because it seemed like my friends were having so much fun at home. I think I went back home for homecoming and everybody was there. I'm like, I want to be here. Like, I don't want to be up there so far away from you know everybody I know. And I remember I told my dad after the first semester, was like, I think I want to transfer back somewhere closer to home. And he didn't even entertain it. Uh, so he, he went opposite of this, but it was for the right reasons. He was like, right. that, that's not an option. Right. You committed to be here. You, you, you wanted to play there. Uh, it's going to be the best for you. It's tough for, to hear right now, but you got to stay there. Right. And he addressed that hard situation for me, and it was the best thing that happened to me. I met my wife there. I was able to finish my degree. I was able to get a master's degree there, and I, I learned how to be independent and not be you know, that person that's going to live in the basement when I'm 27 years old because I was living out of state on the other side of the country by right. myself. And so even being able to address that with your children, those hard topics, they pay off in the future. We might not see it now, even if they're five, they might be looking at this when they're 25, 30 years old saying, I remember that moment and it made a big difference. Right. And that's uh, even what you just said there towards the end, Kellen, is setting ourselves up for our, our, our future, the future relationship that you want with your kids. Yeah. So, man, if you've got young kids at home, think about what you want your relationship with them to look like when they're, uh, you know, in their 30s, when they're in their, you know, in their 20s, when they're in their 40s. If the Lord tarries and you live that long, think about what you want that relationship to look like. That's not going to happen overnight. That's not going to be that great father-son relationship that maybe you're dreaming of if you're not putting in the hard work when they're three, four, five, six, seven, seventeen years old. Um, you need to be pursuing them, going after them now, uh, and, and cultivating a relationship with them that's going to pay off down the road. And that's really what we're, we're talking about on this episode, man. Is make sure that you are pursuing your kids now, um, and not just saying, you know, I'll get to that later, or not being too busy for them. Um, you know, turn off the TV. There's no games on right now. There's no sports on right now. NASCAR is coming back this weekend. Oh, um, yeah, so uh, obviously that's not going to be a temptation for you. So, <laughs> but but even when sports comes, turn it off and go after your kids. Um, that's going to be the, the investment that matters. So, uh, men, we'll be praying for you this week, as we always do, that you will be faithful uh, in this task that God has given you and entrusted to you to steward your children. And that's what it is. It's a stewardship. They're a gift to you. They are not yours. They're God's. And they're yours until you launch them out of your house, right, as, as arrows. And so we pray that you'll be faithful in that ta- task this week. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in for another episode of Quality Manhood.